0: Oh, it's just lifting Throw off your bow line Throw off your stern Blow your air horn Throw a wave to the lighthouse keeper's kit on Thatcher Island Guys are busy, you're in charge You know what? You're a sword boat, Captain Can't be good unless you love it i going back out What? I'm headed east, the Flemish Cap. You're going away again? His cap is almost off the charge. That's where the fish are. For God's sake, don't go. Another trip in and the Andrea Gale will own you, like she owns Billy Time. I got a woman I can't stand to be more than two feet away from. Then again, I love to fish. to Cinema Chat. This is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. I am your humble host, David Heath. And I'm so glad that you're listening to my show today. And I am going to talk about, if you didn't gather from the trailer, of the perfect storm uh, drama from uh, 2000. First of all, I, I want to know, how can anyone explain to me how two thousand was twenty years ago? I don't get it. But, uh, but uh, the perfect storm, uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, it is a maybe mostly true story, maybe sixty percent, seventy percent true story. It did happen, but a lot of the details are a little, uh, a little bit. A little bit different than what what really happened, but uh, the movie stars George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, uh, John C. Riley, and Diane Lane. Uh, George Clooney plays the captain of the Andrea Gale. It's a fishing boat, and they go out uh, into the monstrous seas and catch uh, bulks and bulks of fish. However, things haven't been so good. Uh, for Clooney and his crew on the Andrea Gale. Opens up with uh, showing how people are happy that their men are coming home from an expedition. Uh, but again, things aren't really great because the, the guys on the boat were not happy with their paychecks when they got home with the fish that they caught. It wasn't worth it for them, Uh, but uh, the film uh, begins, uh, before it goes out to sea, begins in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and I hope I say that right, I always struggle with those words, Gloucester, Massachusetts, in 1991, and when a real live hurricane did actually uh, hit, Uh, but they come back with a small batch of fish, and no one is real happy with the with the trip. Uh, Clooney is challenged by the owner of the boat um, and he's also challenged by a mate he lets that mate go and so that you know you're not going to come back on the next trip well the boys end up at a bar. Um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, is, uh, his girlfriend is there, played by Diane Lane, uh, who has a Boston accent that's um, that some would say noticeably fake. I don't notice it because I'm I'm not from Massachusetts, uh, but I've heard people say that it, that it is horribly fake. But you know whatever. Uh, John C. Riley is uh, is living in. Living a regretful life, um, he doesn't see his son enough, and he's not real proud of his himself as a as a father at all, uh, or as a husband. And he sees himself as uh, probably the sob that he is, uh, but he doesn't know how to change. Um, you know, matter of fact, he just gets an hour with his with his son when he comes back from that long fish fishing expedition. His son is a stepdad, and and his son fills a hole avoiding void in his life, but at the same time, you know, what's what's a guy to do? I fish for a living. I go out on boats for long periods of time. They immediately get uh, ready for another trip. Uh, Clooney and Wahlberg... Uh, Uh, have a conversation the the night before about love and about life. And the next thing you know, they're setting sail again. Uh, Some really good scenes in this movie. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm sure there's a good handful of people that haven't seen it. Uh, There is one scene, though, where uh, Mark Wahlberg's character gets bitten by a shark. Really intense scene, very... Uh, much, uh, like, reminiscent of Jaws. Um, and he really gets a hold of his leg. I mean, when you see it, you're going to be, oh, my. Uh, but but this time they do catch a lot of fish. Uh, the only problem is that there's a hurricane that's spotted and the men are square in the middle of it, heading for disaster if they stay on course. They have warnings to go, uh, so so they can you know so, so they can get away and dodge the storm, but they choose not to, and they end up going right through it. And uh, you know, can I just say one thing about uh, movies in general? A lot of times, you see action movies with uh, sequences where people are trying to get saved from a situation. And you know, you you always have that man going, "Give me your hand, give me your hand." You know, it's like almost every, every almost every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie's like that. Give me your hand. Uh, you know, can you imagine having to lift somebody uh, that's that's hanging? Uh, you know, w- with your one hand. I I don't know how anyone does that, except maybe Arnold. But it's crazy. I it happens so often in movies, and I'm going. How do we, how do you, how do you, how does someone do that? Uh, but, um, you know, the movie has, um, it's It's definitely, it's a, the, the perfect storm is not a perfect movie. Um, but there are a ton of uh, redeeming qualities in it. Um, the things that I, I really like about it is uh, that, it it shows uh, the courage and pride that that the men had, and you know they wanted to go out and catch fish, uh, but at the same time, um, the it shows how the f- way that p- the men sometimes can make dumb decisions, and because of that same pride. You now, and if I were to criticize it, I think the, the one thing that I would I would like to have, I would kind of like to have um, slightly more character development, uh, but maybe more relationship development. Uh, we don't see uh, a whole heck of a lot of that. Uh, but uh, I'll get into the characters a little bit, and, and we'll talk a, a little bit about, uh, about who they were. And this, this does have an excellent cast, and there's no question uh, about that. Uh, George Clooney plays Billy Tyne, the captain. Um, by the way, George Clooney is 59 years old now. Uh, he uh, won for Best Actor in Syriana a few years after this was made. Uh, he also appeared or was starred in Old oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Good Night and Good Luck, uh, The Monuments Men, Hail Caesar, uh, all, all big movies. And then... Clooney uh, d- was, definitely plays a proud man in this film. He plays a uh, somebody that is bound and determined to not get embarrassed twice in a row. And he went and had a bad expedition. They didn't catch enough fish. And so his nose tells him to go somewhere different, do something different. And so he has every intention of doing so. And we watch him do it. Uh, George Clooney's character was... Uh, kit, the ideas were kicked around uh, to uh, play uh, him it was uh, Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford were two people that were thought to uh, to possibly play Billy tyne as a matter of fact the producers uh, chose Harrison Ford as the in this role uh, but he passed and they thought about Mel Gibson but finally landed on George Clooney uh, I will say about George Clooney now. Uh, his accent in this film is kind of, um, is definitely kind of fake. Uh, you you hear George Clooney sometimes, and then every once in a while you'll hear, you know, Boston George Clooney, but it doesn't happen throughout the, the entire film. It's very funny how it comes and goes, his, his accent, but, uh, but Cl- Clooney and Wahlberg, this isn't their first collaboration together. they, appeared in the film the three Three Kings which I think is actually superior maybe the, to uh, this one uh, but I might talk about that another time but and but Mark, Mark Wahlberg's character uh, also a proud car- proud man he really uh, really loves his lady played by Diane Lane. And he wants, as the trailer says, wants to not be away from her, but at the same time wants to fish. So you have those those two uh, big problems. And now I, that's one thing I would be critical of is, is there isn't enough of, of, of them on the screen together. You don't really see a whole lot of it. Most of the film takes place at sea. Uh, but... Uh, Well, Mark Wahlberg, by the way, is 49 years old. And before this, uh, he appeared in in Three Kings, also Boogie Nights. And later he would go on to star in uh, Rockstar, The Italian Job, and score two Oscar nominations in The Departed, which he should have won for, I think, and and The Fighter, which I think he maybe should have won for as well. Uh, But... Ben Affleck was the producer's first choice for this role. And remember, this is uh, 2000. This is really prior to uh, the really long run of big movies that Mark Wahlberg was involved with. Uh, And the producers wanted Ben Affleck, but he passed. And they also kicked around the idea of Nicolas Cage. And um, I'm unclear on whether or not uh, Nick Cage passed on it or... Or they just went with Wahlberg, or, or what the deal was, but that was a name that was bandied around. Uh, but in Mark Wahlberg's career, he's since this movie, uh, um, it, it's been a little bit of an enigma because sometimes he appears on a screen and, and really takes over the screen, and he's a really solid actor, really, really great actor in, in a lot of instances. Uh, but sometimes he always. Sometimes he looks like he's walking through the film and not really trying as hard as he could. And I'm not sure what that's about, but um, the films I mentioned: uh, the Italian Job, The Departed, The Fighter. I think just all are fantastic uh, roles for him. And um, uh, let's see, Mark Wahlberg, and well, this this. Dovetails into Mark Wahlberg and John C. Riley. This isn't their first film together. They both starred in Boogie Nights together. John C. Riley is fifty-five years old, and um, uh, he always raises the spirit of a film. I think, and I, and I, this is no different here. Uh, John C. Riley is not playing the 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 goofy, lovable kind of loser that he. That he normally plays, um, um, he's you know he's he plays a guy that yeah he knows where he knows who he is knows where he stands he knows uh, like I said a minute earlier he knows he's kind of an sob um, and he knows that he's made a lot of mistakes in his life and he's unapologetic about it and, and to a large extent uh, but he also he would like to change but I don't think he he, he feels he's capable of doing so. And I think we get into the character. Uh, I think we get into his character a little more than the others. I mean, I think probably the rest of the others, with exception maybe Diane Lane's character, but, uh, but something special about about him, uh, John C. Riley. He's got little boy qualities, and it's just kind of interesting how that is. Of course. Uh, he's somewhat versatile. He's played in comedies like Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. And um, and then he's also been kind of the comic relief in other films, like he was in Boogie Nights with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, John T. Rice's character had an on-screen feud with the character played by William Fitchner. Uh, they fight through the first half of the film, and um, it's... Uh, We don't really know why the two don't like each other, but it's like one of those things where, um, you know, two guys just for whatever reason aren't getting along. Uh, We've uh, seen William Fitchner primarily lately in the TV show Mom on CBS. Uh, He has 89 credits, by the way. And, yeah, he's been on Mom the last uh, few years and uh, let's see, going down the list, uh, we got John Hawks, who has 137 credits in his career. Uh, never really hit it up a film, but uh, but he's been in the business since the 80s. And let's see, um, and now he kind of plays a little loser type in, in this film, named Bugsy. And there's some a funny scene in, in the bar where, he tries desperately to find a, a girl to pick up uh before he has to go back to sea, and and it's it's kind of comical to to watch him get so desperate uh but let's uh, see Mary Beth, master antonio uh, plays in the film too uh, she plays a character trying to warn uh, the the guys of the storm and they don't give away too much, but uh, they're men and they have pr- pride. Uh, but uh, but Mary Beth, uh, Master Antonio, uh, uh, she mostly has played in TV shows, but she has sixty two. Or er, assuming, um, she has over sixty credits, um, and she will be sixty two in November. Uh, see Karen Allen also plays a role in the film. Uh, You might know her from Raiders of the Lost Ark or for Animal House, Uh, but she plays in the film, and she's in another boat uh, during the hurricane. Uh, Karen Allen is 69, by the way, folks, Um, and she is in the boat with Bob Gunton, uh, who we talked fairly extensively about a few months ago when I talked with Cary Specht about the Shawshank Redemption. He is the warden, and that is probably the role he is most known for. Uh, but he's got a ton of credits, uh, but he just gets a lot of recognition from that film. Um, he will be 75 in November. And let's see, uh, moving on to the next character, you have got Christopher O'Donnell played in the film. He plays a meteorologist. Uh, that figures out that this storm is going to conver- converge with another storm and become the perfect storm. Uh, we might know best uh, Christian McDonald from playing Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore, Are going back a lot further. You, you might know him from from um, uh, Grease 2, which is a film that gets a little too much flack but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kristen McDonald is 65 years old now. It's hard to believe. Let's see Janet Wright uh plays uh Mark Mark Wahlberg's uh, mother and she is uh, she she died unfortunately in 2016 and she was 72. And we've got uh, Rusty Rusty Schwimmer, uh, who played uh, the girl Bugsy flirted horribly with at at the bar. Um, Never never has been a headliner, but she has over 120 credits. And I also, of course, want to talk about Diane Lane. Uh, Diane Lane, by the way, 69 credits. She is 56 years old and she has been playing in films since 1979. Romantic comedies, drama, action. Um, she was in Batman versus Superman. I've heard people be critical of Diane Lane's performance in, in this film, and I, I don't really agree. Uh, I think she did an excellent job. Uh, I feel uh, what, what I've heard uh, people say is that she overacted in the film, and I, I just don't, I don't agree, uh, because when when the love of your life um, is gone, or you're worried that, sick that they might be gone, I should say, um, then that is something that you would really have be distraught over, distraught beyond belief, and so. I think that there's some criticism there uh, for, for Diane Lane that's completely unwarranted. Um, I feel like, yeah, you, you know, you would be absolutely uh, scared out of your wits. And um, I don't think she overacted. And um, she had to do a, a fake accent. And that's probably pretty difficult. I think um, Diane Lane is from New York. And New York and Boston, you know, they... They have similar accents, but not really. If you go to New York and you hear some of our Boston talk, you'll be able to tell they're from Boston. But if you're from anywhere else, I mean, if you're if you're from New York and you're you're trying to talk like Boston, there's such a change, such a small change in dialect that I I would think it'd be difficult. i would be kind of like somebody, um, you know, in Mississippi. Uh, trying to uh, sound like somebody from Texas or something you know there is a similarity but it's so similar that it'd be difficult to to do the uh, do the little switch In other words, it's a lot easier sometimes to you know talk uh, like a cartoon character than it is to just tweak your voice a little bit. So I think there's something to that anyway. Uh, but making no excuses for um, it, I do think that a, a Boston accent might not be all that easy. So I just tried it, you know, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it worked. I don't think I'm fooling anybody. Uh, but I think everybody can tell that I'm from the Midwest. I'm not sure. As a matter of fact, I, I, I when I've been uh, north, uh, I've uh, I've traveled to um, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia as they would call it, or they call it Philly, but Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Philadelphia, and I've been to Minneapolis, and um, and people think I am a hillbilly, and and I've been to uh, southern states where people think that I am this big northerner, and and in fact I live right in the middle. Um, so I, <laughs> I live in Kansas city, um, and, uh, in Kansas city, Missouri, that is by the way, uh, for the folks that mistake Kansas city for being in Kansas. No, it is not. Kansas city is in Missouri. Now there is a, another side, uh, the Kansas side, but anyway, going way too far, but it would be similar to, Calling someone from Boston, like uh, you're calling them a New Yorker, very similar. Uh, they take a little fence to it, um, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's been funny, as a matter of fact. I'm I'm trying to remember. Um, I I'm I may be wrong. I feel like it might be Adam Sandler. That yeah, I think Adam Sandler uh, had to wear a Boston Red Sox cap in a in a film. I don't remember if I got that right, but I feel like he wore a Boston Red Sox cap in a film. And, and, um, of course he's a Yankee guy. So, um, I I might have, I may have something backwards. Maybe it was a Yankee fan or, or maybe it was a Red Sox fan that had to wear Yankee hat. I I can't recall, but you know, it's just kind of funny that even though the, the short distance, there's not a whole lot of difference. Um, You listen to pretty much everybody else in the country, but anyway, um, I left my cockies out, so I gotta go, uh, I gotta go get my cockies, and I gotta wrap this up before I, before I continue to embarrass myself, uh, but anyway, my name is David Heath, and, um, please send all, uh, the hate mail elsewhere, uh, but, um, but go ahead and comment on this on this <laughs> God, podcast if, if you have something nice to say. Uh, but uh, uh, hopefully I didn't uh, throw everybody off uh, in, a, in a fit of anger with my uh, talk about um, New York versus Boston. It's just kind of funny to me. Uh, but anyway, again, my name is Dave Heath. I am your humble host. I am just a humble host host of a small show that has approximately 1,100 listeners at this time. So, hey, we're growing. Uh, I remember a time when we only had two listeners or one. You know, (laughs) but here we go, uh, two years later. Well, I, uh, again, am your humble host, David Heath. This is Cinema Chat, and this is the podcast where we talk about The movies and the people that made them and please continue listening. What's that? Go out to the car. Okay, gotta go.